Hey, we're Nathan and Zoe, and we're building the life of our dreams. From work we're passionate about to hobbies that fulfill us, we believe life's what you make it. We know life can sometimes feel lonely, so think of this podcast as a virtual conversation with your BFFs. From tips for creative entrepreneurship to navigating the messiness of life, we are here for you. We care. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Hey everyone, today on the podcast, I'm sharing our conversation we had with Derek of Be Human Marketing. It was a great conversation. He was so fun to talk to, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I hope you enjoy. Oh, goodness. Boom. I gotta get my lighting and everything adjusted. Yeah. So we can do we can do video clips of just Derek since we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're blown out. This is... This is like in style now, right? Or something. We're kind yeah. of hazy. I, and I hear that, um, you know, the more out of focus and the more that the color is off, uh, the more likely you're actually going to get hired by Beyonce. Yeah, yeah that's what that's I perfect. thought. That's exactly. It's like a vintage vibe that yeah. they're going for. Yeah, that's what it was. This was all pre-planned just yeah. for this. So. See, the the way I shoot now, whenever it comes to photography, we uh, I'm pretty sure that celebrities would have been hiring me then from my first wedding ever. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, like they don't hire me now, but they may have when I first started. Oh my gosh. We exactly. went back and looked at our first wedding gallery of like a couple weeks ago and we were like, ooh. We were laughing so hard. It was the best like hour of my life just sitting there looking at them and being like, we kept doing this after we got, we sent these pictures. Like we were like immediately done. I am so thankful happy. for the first people that ever hired me for anything because I look back at it kind of like, that's really, really not good. <laughs> down, I know. Oh, it's so bad. As long as they're happy. That's yeah. The yeah and they're <laughs> and they seemed they were they most said they were happy at the time. Who <laughs> know if they were just like trying to keep my feelings in check, but they told me they liked the pictures. So starting off, just uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and your your business, your mate, you can say a little bit about your photography and then your your marketing agency and kind of how that got started for you. Yeah, you know, I'm actually going to only talk about the marketing agency because that's um, honestly where the passions lie right now. Um, so, hey, I'm Derek, and I am, um, so I have a creative marketing agency, uh, Be Human. And the way that got started, it actually goes way back to me being in high school. It's how I even did my toes first into marketing um, because my my best friend, he got me a bootleg version of Photoshop and, uh, you know, totally legal. Um <laughs> But that's how I kind of did my toes into graphic design. He was able to kind of coach me through things. And that just went on, uh, you know, just being obsessed with that, with graphic design and building websites. Um, but whenever I went to school, I originally went for music. Two years in, I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I talked to him, and he ha already had uh, an agency going. And uh, he took me on as an intern to start learning from him. I got me some good experience for more des design work um, and some some uh, marketing, but it was most, mostly creative work uh, until my wife and I, we got uh, we got married and then she got pregnant. I was like, all right, I can't be an intern. I actually got to make some money. So I went to 
uh, a promotional products business where I was a production designer. Uh, pretty much you send the logo in and I say, hey, here's what it looks like on a cup. Uh, it was about this time that I started doing uh, my own photography work as well. Um, that's whenever I started getting obsessed with uh, cameras and, you know, where you start photography. It's always about the gear at first. Um, where you start to believe, oh, yeah, it's the camera that takes great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just like with the carpenter, it's the hammer that makes the great work, right? Um, yeah. So that that went on for a little bit until I read, you know, I, I was like, how can I make this thing actually happen? And then I came across this book by Seth Godin, uh, Permission Marketing. And after reading that, I became obsessed. And after that, it became a purple cow. I uh, started following Russell Brunson and started reading ClickFunnels, uh, or what is it, uh, dot .com secrets, expert secrets. And uh, I just became obsessed with it where the promotional products place I was at. I know this is so long-winded, y'all. Feel free to cut down. No, you're good. <laughs> um, you're good. But I just kept getting more and more obsessed with it. Well, fast forward, I start working for actual marketing agencies. Um and I started doing that in 2018, 2019, something around there. Um, and within like the past four years, I was with four different marketing agencies because uh, it was one of the uh, corporate marketing agencies. Really emphasize that. And what would happen is that they would lose a company, you know, lose a client, then two or three people would go uh, with it. And so I was like, I was in that fire and higher and fire cycle. Um, but the thing that always annoyed me about these agencies is how it was always about numbers. You know, we got to get traffic 10% up uh, for this client. We got to get 20 more leads. Uh, and just all this stuff that was very robotic and marketing to algorithms, not to people. There was uh, no human element to it. So, um, it was actually November, 2022 when I went through this higher fire cycle again. And to be honest, I was incredibly glad about it because I was very jaded with the whole process because it again, it was just all about marketing to people or sorry, marketing to numbers. Um, and I really hated that. So y'all know him, Miles. Um, got, I've gotten to be, or Miles with Warriors, for those who don't know him. Um, <laughs> check him out. It's awesome. Uh, and a couple of my other friends, uh, Joe Torres and uh, you know, Alex and Savannah, they're great friends of mine um, that have really helped me learn to be human again. Because I would, in my own photography business, I would try to get, way into these numbers I was doing for all this corporate marketing stuff. Um, yeah. And I would have all the graphs laid out and all the stuff. It, it's like, what do you do with it though? <laughs> but I was always, this, I was struggling with growing my photography business because I didn't know what to do with it. I was so robotic. I was trying to have algorithms, not people. Uh, and it just it was bad. So November, November, 2022, I get, fired and immediately I'm like, all right, I'm doing this thing, but, um, I'm going to do it myself. 
and we're going to help humans instead. So be human. It's a, it's a marketing agent, create a marketing agency for humans, no bots allowed. Um, and all it is about is, um, humans be human is humans who help humans who help humans. Okay. Okay. And what is, what would you say that looks like? Well, what is that? Like if you're, cause I'm sure there's people out there that, that are in that cycle. And it's really easy, especially cause as soon as you open your photography business and you start Googling your Facebook ads, automatically start hitting you with every guru to teach you all the numbers for everything you need to know ever. So yep. what is that, what does that shift start to look like as you're someone out there who is in the weeds? What does that shift look like when you're trying to look at marketing from a people perspective over a data and numbers perspective? Yeah. So it starts with knowing who you are, knowing who you are wanting to help and how are you going to connect with people? Um, so, for instance, we have Ollie over in Scotland or wherever where he is yeah. from. So we, we have, awesome. you know, our brains are across the pond and people are always eloping and going to him um, for elopements. Well, that's one of those things where um, it's helpful to go on Instagram and then see an elopement photographer who lives over there because usually you want to hire locally. And it's about information and you have to find out, okay, who's over there that I could hire versus if you're trying to get people here where you're at, it's about, um, the connections. Like it's not about who, who's over there because that really niches down who's, who's available versus there's an entire ocean of photographers over this way. So social media, that's, that's one thing that so many photographers are always want to utilize. It's always trying to show the best images and here's my best wedding that I've done. And you're hoping that the algorithm is blessing it so that it gets seen yes. and it is, but then nothing happens with it because, um, people just double tap it and say, all right, going it's on okay. or the only people who are seeing it are other photographers. And so your followers grow. So your followers grow and all your followers are just other photographers. Um, versus i mean it's just it's just not really social honestly it's just yeah. vanity metrics no and it's funny because it is called social media but like it feels like 90 percent of social media now is just people and i understand it's a lot of small businesses too but they're just posting just because they were told they were supposed to post there's no like real like reason behind why they're posting or what they're posting or anything they're just posting because well i was told i have a business i have i have to post like this is what i'm required to do and the social aspect of it has actually been like taken away in a lot of ways mm -hmm. through that because it's just everyone's just posting no one's paying attention to what anyone's posting because it's all just posts mm-hmm Where's the human element to it? How do you actually put social back into social media? Um, it's through one-on-one -on -one conversations. So let's say you do post something. Um, but it's about you because you're the, you are the brand, right? The, the only thing that's different between 
you and every other photographer out there or whatever business that you're trying to, to do it. It's you. Like you're the you're the different differentiator. Um so let's say that you post something that's about you and it's a little quirky and there's someone who happens to it's not a bride, may or you know, it's not anyone who's getting married, but maybe it was a guest at whatever wedding you were at. Or um it's just somebody someone who happens to know a client and they comment on it, right? And they say uh, oh my gosh, it's so great to see you at so and so's wedding. Or this is funny. Yeah, this is you know just something small. Um, but instead, of just commenting back, "Hey, thanks, that was awesome. Good to see you there." Yeah. But instead, you jump into the DM and you just start this conversation. Being a person. Hey, yeah. Hey, Jill. It was. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, commenting there. Um. It was so fun having you at Bob and Jill's wedding. Hey, I actually have some photos of you. Here's the gallery. Uh, feel free to check them out. You know, that's a real conversation that can start because then right. you're including them in uh, making them seem, you know, even though it was, you know, Bobby and Sue's wedding. Well, here's Jill actually getting to say, hey, I was a part of it. And you're inviting me in into that. And that makes a bigger impact than just spreading photos everywhere. So that's one way that a human connection can actually be done through social media. And, you know, honestly, that's so base level, but that still means so much more than just a just a comment back or a like. So I think that for me, like being on social media, I do notice um, I try to start conversations anytime I can um, because when someone does that for me, I really appreciate it. Like, I I do really enjoy someone messaging me and saying something, you know, more than just, like, cool picture. Like, oh, I love this part of it. Or they know the person. You know, something real. And so um, I do try to start conversations on social media when I can. Um, But I used to be super, like, self-conscious about it because I felt like, oh, well, maybe people are going to think, like, don't talk to me. Like... (laughs) Um, but I realized that is not the case. Like, because social media has so many people on it and we see these follower accounts that are insane, we assume everyone is talking to people constantly and having like this real human connection. But you start to notice that's not true because we're all expecting someone else to be doing it. And, you know, I only bring up social media because it's the converse. I mean, it is the conversation that people are having. But honestly, you get so much further without social media, I think, versus really digging deep into relationships. Um, And it's, you know, there's so many things to so many variables that, you know, that matter. Like if you're a coffee shop, you know, Social media can be a cool thing because why not invite people to the conversation to share where they got their coffee and then you're able to jump in and say, hey, thanks so much. Also, we scrolled your feed so that you have a dog come in next time and uh, we'll make sure that and bring your dog. We'll have a pup cup right wait for him. You know, something like that. That's another way to start like seeing the people who are there. Um, but going back to weddings, what if instead you started uh, 
finding the vendors who were at the, uh, the last wedding you were at, and you just dug into making a relationship there. Um, so, you know, start simple, send the gallery, uh, and then send the gallery, but then go to them. Don't invite them over to coffee to brainstorm or anything. Take the conversation all the way to them, uh, wherever they're at now. If they happen to be at a coffee shop, let them say where the coffee shop is that they want to meet at because you want to give them the value. Hey, I'd love to hear something along the lines. Of, I want to learn more about you. They know that it's, they're just trying to try to get me more business versus, um, if you were to meet with them and they want to get a coffee shop and you buy it for them and talk nothing about business except for, holy crap, wasn't that crazy whenever that table caught on fire and just get into the real talk that happens. Like that's what happens. Don't even go in to say, Hey, I would love to start this conversation uh, about creating some cool package with, yeah, cause that, that's so self-serving that it, it's not real versus, uh, you go there and you just chat and you chat and you chat and then it's time to leave. And the next day you, maybe something comes up. Maybe y'all talk about, uh, maybe you talked about like dogs, right? And an ad pops up on Instagram and you're going through and it's about this new gadget for dogs. And you just happen to say, Hey, I'm going to send this over to planner and said, Hey, check this thing out. Your dog might, might like it. Oh, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. And then some time goes by. Then you invite them to something that could go on. Hey, I'm meeting this really cool couple that uh, I think you might like. You want to come and join us for coffee? Um, and then maybe get front face conversation. Like be the first one to give the referral. Don't be part of a list, but give the referral if that's what you want to do. And you might have to give like five referrals before they ever send you one, but it's about like establishing a relationship. And how do you do that? You set up reminders, you set up uh, there. It does take some intentionality, but sometimes you do have to have some things set up to remind you, like, I need to reconnect with this person again. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think too, like, you know, with social media and stuff, you said like reaching out to people, it's like, if you're brand new though, and like, you're like, well, I haven't shot a bunch of weddings and I haven't met a bunch of people. It's like, well, social media can be a great pace to start just to like start that conversation. But then it's like, well, then let's take this off social media after that and like, let's really like dig in. But like, you know, we are all posting and we're all trying to do this, the same thing. We're all trying to grow our businesses. If you're willing to honestly, if you see someone posted something about this venue in your area and you're willing to comment like real truthful things, it's like they notice that over your, you know, this is beautiful or whatever, you know, like the fake comments you leave just to make Instagram think you're, you're commenting. It's like, but you have to even be real, like in that to like start that conversation. But then too, it's neat to think like, it, it's funny to me because it seems so simple, like be human, like we should all be human. Right. But then like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we like, how are we blowing past that? Like mm -hmm. how, like, uh, of course, like we try to be kind, you, you try to be kind to everybody, but it's like, there are so many different things you could do to make someone feel important. And 
and it's enjoyable like having that connection with people is awesome so it's like why aren't we taking that next step to do that like you said outside of just like the the basics Mm -hmm. oh i was just gonna say like what do you think like you know um well, now I don't lost my train of thought. I'm trying to ask the question. Nathan's so, ADHD. Yeah, is my bad. ADHD is bad. I didn't forget what I was going to say. So go ahead and say what you're going to say, and we'll see if it comes back to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So y'all know Alex in the group. Uh, let's see. Uh, Medvic. I think that's I. That's his last name. I didn't. Yeah, I have so no idea. I his last name. Uh, <laughs> but he is actually a huge help for me, like in my becoming human process. And one day he just told me, think about whenever we were kids and how easy it was to make friends on the playground. Like, you just go and say, hey, want to be my friend? Okay, cool. And then you play and then you never see them again. But yeah, it's it's still like you, you suddenly start playing all these things. And somewhere along the lines as adults, we think we have to be professionals and cool and can't show the fact that we have human elements about us that uh we know that everyone has but we ne- you know we we got to be perfect that's what social media has taught us to do is to show how we're perfect um or you can take the approach of be your authentic self and you're still posting like you know if you're someone who is plus size and you're still showing like your parts of the body that shouldn't be accepted but you're still showing it in beautiful lighting like yeah that's still it's still fake right versus um you just start talking to people and you say yeah i have some crap that i have to deal with you know i um i have anxiety that sometimes keeps me from the reason why i don't talk to people is because i get anxious meeting new people that that can be a real thing so how do you get past that um well it's one of those things where you just say the fact that i'm here I really had to battle some anxiety to get to knowing you. So uh, I really appreciate you meeting with me. And thank you for being calm. You know, yeah. it, it's just, it's about getting out of your own way. The second that you get out of your own way and you have, you know, you know that you're not perfect and the person you're talking to isn't perfect. Um, just get out of your own way and then just go. I think somewhat a little bit of, uh, cancel culture sometimes has to do with this because you're afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing whenever but the thing is like whenever you're with people one you can gauge what you can say and what not to say um but two whenever you're with people so much more understanding versus you say the wrong thing on social media and then the world blows up on you but you say the right say something uh that you know is tongue-in-cheek um to someone because maybe it's your personality to joke around something like that and there are they, you know, there's still the fine line, but kind of people are always worried about that. Everyone's worried about it being canceled um, because anyone can. Um, so there, there's that fine line of knowing who you're talking to, who you're going to be with. Um, and just, I don't know, just letting the human come out. Like if you say the wrong thing, apologize and say, yeah, sorry, I mean that. I usually say, you know, it's, what so and so I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to get other than it's like you it's hard to explain how to be human except for just to own the flaws that you have it is I understand what you're saying but it is really hard to explain how to be human because I feel like in the process of trying to say like all these things like 
oh, like be more yourself, be, be honest, like be willing to, to say things or whatever. It's like, it's so hard to just like, it's so hard to honestly do that though, because like, I know even like me and Zoe still, it's like, we're like, well, we should just be more ourselves. Well, it's like being 100% yourself is so uncomfortable because you're like, well, like, what if I, what, what if, if I, like me? what if they don't like me? What if I do post this on social media and someone does find it offensive? Like, am I going to have a bride text me and be like, I no longer want you to photograph my wedding because you said this one thing on Instagram this one time. And it's like, that's real. And like, you, you feel that like every time, like you're trying to decide, like if you should say something that, like you said, can be a little like tongue in cheek, or you're trying to like joke about something, you're like, is this going to come across correctly? Like, or is like this yet? Like I post this, I'm just like done for. And, and so like being human in this like world that we have where everything is kind of like polished and we've taken so much of like the substance out of it anyways is really difficult because it's like, well, if we put substance in, like, is that going to like bother people? And it's hard because it, it feels that way. But then like in my experience, like as you start to do it, it's like people are just going to connect more because like people, they want that, even though it's like hard for them to even realize that's what they want sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely something that we've been working on over the past few months. I mean, I mean, you're looking at us now, right? And like, if you go back just a few months, we probably would have had the full lighting set up and like my hair would be done. Um, but it's really just like we're trying to put ourselves in a place where we can accept ourselves and then put our authentic selves out there so that hopefully that does bring the right people to us. Because I think if we are so concerned with saying the wrong thing, um, then like we're getting in our way as far as like allowing the right people to come to us like we're not allowing those people to come because we're not showing them who we are and they don't know that they can connect with us so looking looking at that and like thinking about that and that idea of like being your authentic self like i know for some people though like as they start their business their photography business wedding business like whatever that is they're like well i want a brand voice that's like different than myself like you know, like what, so like, what would you say to someone who's like, well, I don't consider myself a luxury person and I'm going like after the luxury market. Like, what do you, like, what are your thoughts on that? And then like, like being yourself while also trying to like reach that point. I think it's the wrong approach to try to be something that you're not. Um, the reason being is it's very possible to be in a luxury market and to also be yourself. Because if you try to be something that now, here's the thing, you can go to appreciate the things that will transform you into this thing. Like, you know, if, if your luxury market, if who you want to serve because you want to serve them because you think that there's a problem that needs to be solved within that part of the industry. You can become that thing. You know, that's where books and learning to empathize with people wherever their pain is. I don't know. Uh, if I wanted to shoot a Kardashian wedding, then you know, I have to 
I do have to become that. You know, you have I have to, get to become bougie myself. And there's going to be a lot of sacrifice to it. You know, I'm always a lot of friends behind that. Um, and you know, even, even I don't have the answer to that, like how to become that. But I would know that I would have to take the steps to learn the place get obsessed with everything about it to get into those markets, get into the, um, the right conversations. But, you know, you, you can do that, but honestly, I think it's really dishonest to yourself. Um, verse versus knowing that like people who have pockets are still human. Yeah. Um, so there, there are going to be people with, you know, want to have the 60, 70 grand weddings that, um, there's, if you're goofy, they're probably goofy too. They like to party and, you know, I have random, uh, what, what are the things that were always happening? Um, like the dance things, uh, just happened in the middle of a mall. Uh, Oh, flash mobs. <laughs> flash mobs. Yeah, like flash mobs. They like to have a flash mob at their wedding. Yeah, they're going to do that. Um, people are people. And I think what a, a lot of new businesses do, especially with, uh, at least within photography and a lot of weddings, they assume that there's people who don't have money and that they think that wedding will, or money will change the person that they're working with. Whenever it comes down to if your brand matches, who you're going to work with. The money part shouldn't really matter. Um, you know, that might not be the right answer, though. I can't say that I have the right answers, but I, I can say that um, it is important to understand your brand and where your stance is and to really think through the questions of um, where are my people at? Where are the people, who are the people I want to serve? How did they communicate? Uh, what what do those other brands look like that exist like this? But have I also insert myself? So yeah, and it's it's. A I think I think like what you were saying too. Um, like I like I agree with that, and that was kind of like what I was like expecting like you to say and stuff because like, but just in asking the question, I was thinking back like you know like when Zoe and I first started you know, our wedding photography business. Like when you first start, especially like if you're a photographer and you're out there and you're like starting your business like today and you're like working towards it. It's like, you're going to get on social media and you're going to find these photographers that you look up to that are shooting all these like crazy looking weddings, like all over the place. You're like, oh, look, it's, you know, Jose Villa and he just shot Justin Bieber's wedding. And, you know, so he's shooting these like insane weddings. And so like, all of a sudden you're starting to feel like your brand has to look exactly like that brand so that you can reach those clients. And then instead of trying to be yourself, you find these brands and you think that you have to copy them. You think like, like, and you can do it in anything. Like you can be like, well, I want to have a coffee shop. It needs to look like Starbucks because Starbucks is a coffee shop and it looks successful. But like in doing that, like you're not being honest with yourself because it's like, it's like you said, like, like people that are goofy can have deep pocketbooks too. And I've learned that sometimes like, it's not even about having deep pocketbooks. It's like me and Zoe have photographed weddings where it's like, they spent 
$6,000 on their photography. And it's like, when we talk with them and we photograph their wedding, it's like that $6,000 for their wedding was half of their total wedding budget. But it was because they loved me and Zoe. They loved the way that we made them feel. So that's where they wanted to spend their money on their wedding day. And I think too, um, having to like keeping from being yourself can be so exhausting. <laughs> I see, can't get what, past Nathan's. See what you're doing. You're, you're doing a podcast while being yourself though. Like <laughs> that's the cool part. Like you're, yeah. you're actually owning it. You are, you know, mom and dad, and you have your kid who runs around without his shirt. And then <laughs> he wants to come into mom and dad's room, like while you're trying to build this thing. That's so much better because I have three kids and I'm only in another location, like because my wife was watching them. Otherwise I'm here at this, uh, at my office and I'm thankful I don't have them because otherwise they in every two seconds. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> We this were doing, great. we were doing a Zoom consultation once, and Beckham was younger, and so you know we were like, "Hey, dude, like, just kind of like sit here. We're gonna go talk to this couple. They're super sweet. We'll be right back." <laughs> well, of course, he's like he plays by himself for a little bit, but he gets bored, so he starts walking in, and he starts carrying shoes. Like he's going through the entire closet, just bringing shoe after shoe, showing us, and like we're like, "Yeah." You know, nice shoe. Cool. <laughs> At one point, I'm talking to a couple and he's doing the thing that kids do where they want you to listen to them. But you're like doing the thing that parents do. Where yeah. You're like, so, you know, he's just like, yeah. mama, uh -huh. mama, mama, Ma hey, mama, mama. And she's just you're as your parent. You're like, I don't even hear you. Like, I'm just talking and like you're talking. I have no clue that you're even calling me right now. And so we're talking to this couple and then I guess Beckham had enough of me not listening to him and he looks at me and he goes, shut up, mom, which he had never said before, but he happened to say that while sure. we're on the Zoom call and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to like rush him out of the room. And then we had like other stuff pop up that same Zoom call where um, we like had, we were supposed to pick up my sister. We ended up having Nathan like leave in the middle of the call. It was just chaos. It was a mess. It was the biggest like mess of a client consult ever. And like afterwards I was like, well, that was a disaster. Like, they booked, they booked so fast. Yeah. Like they booked like 15 minutes after that Zoom call. And like, it's like, if that doesn't prove that just like being yourself and just like loving people like will get your business like where you want it to go. I don't know what does because like there was nothing proving that like we had our crap together enough to photograph their wedding at all in that phone call. But it, yeah, I mean it that's so it's so good. I the uh because what every other console that would probably happen prior to that is they're going in, giving the perfect answer, giving the perfect spiel, giving the perfect presentation, giving the perfect everything because they're being the professional versus um, here they are, they're with you. And I mean, crap is happening, but All left and right. And they say, wow, these people are real. And they take beautiful photos. I think it gives this you comfort because 
like if I think about it, if I was in their shoes, I would be like, okay, so I can also be a mess now and not feel judged, right? Like I am comfortable all of a sudden and like this is this is a great match for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you are being human. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because we were because we were being human. It was like that's what they connect with. It's like because their lives are messy. Even if you're like even if like you like, you know, are raising your prices, because isn't that everyone's goal, like as you have your wedding photography business to raise your prices and book weddings at like X price point, it's like those people still have those things going on in their lives. Like they still like randomly forget something and have to run out of their house in the like middle of doing something. Like that happens to everyone. Like you said, people that have money are still just human beings. And it's easy to forget that. Like it's so easy to forget that. And the the biggest thing is if you're going trying to get it, get into it because you're trying to make money. And and I've heard this a million times and everyone listening will hear this a million times. If you're going in to make money, you're never gonna succeed. Uh that really is the thing. But if you're going in to serve, if there's a problem in the industry that you see that needs to be served, that's what needs to happen. Uh, whenever I was fired from this last marketing job uh, at our agency, I said, I'm so tired of agencies treating everyone like numbers. I said, okay, so I can fix that. That's the, that's the problem that I said, I can, I can solve that. Uh, so the people that I'm working with, they're the, you know, the, the artisans, they're the innovators, they're the humans, and they're people who have been jaded by other marketing agencies before because they were treated like another number. Um, and then they're also people I'm more so working with are the people who want to be you and want to connect with humans, numbers. Uh, and if you're going into weddings and you're going to go to a luxury market because that's where the money is, Sorry, but you're not going to get there because people can see fake. But if you can serve people so well and you serve that your first wedding and it only makes you $200 and you go and you do the best that you are able to do at that point. And then you, you serve them well and they share their photos and then they happen to know someone who, uh, who's also getting married and you're able to connect with them. They, hey, I was at, you know, I was at Bob and Sue's wedding, and you were the photographer there. Liked how you work. Uh, I only have eight hundred dollars for a wedding. Well, hey, that's six hundred dollars more than the two hundred. And then you do that, and then you start to develop this cycle where it's less talking about the money, right? The higher you go, it's less about the money. It's more about the service you can provide and all the problems mm-hmm. you can serve. Suddenly, people are value, valuing not because of the photos that you give but because of the experience that you get. And so you start moving from this money talk, money talk. Okay, now they care a little bit more about the experience. Okay, now they care about the road, you know, what they're going to see in three years. Now they care about the photos that they're going to have 20 years from now. Well, now they suddenly care about uh, the problems because they don't have time to go find the planner. So you take on the role of the planner. So that's more valuable. And they say, hey, and the planner would cost $2,000, but we decide that we want to just do it all on you and so you become you know you start planning connecting them you you become a connector because of all the other people that you're working with and so that that's the progression is just solve problems continually what's the next problem solve and it just becomes more and more valuable and then people start to tell you 
what they're looking for. And as he did as he can, just or they raise your prices and suddenly you're charging 2000 and you're doing that and you're finding that people are booking like it's no big deal. So you say, well, I want to experiment a little more. I want to work less so I can serve better, not so I can make more, but so I can serve better. Um, and so you raise 2,500 and you raise to 3000 and there, maybe there comes a point where you, you're like 4,000 and then no one, you know, not as many people are booking, not in the sense of what you're wanting to, uh, serve, but it's because, you know, you're just hitting a lot more no's and you say, well, this must be because there are some problems I'm not solving. There's not yeah. enough value to do this. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll add an album into it. That would be, uh, 2000, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it in and that's going to take me up to 5,000, but it's already baked in there and I'm going to give them, you know, not just an album, but we're going to have an entire process of how that is designed. Suddenly people start booking again because you added more value. Um, so that that's the progression. It's not about more money. It's about more value you can add. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want, I've heard someone once, like it was in one of the many photography Facebook groups, I'm, but, but someone asked the question, you know, like, what is, what do I do to be able to charge whatever amount it was? They asked like a specific question, like, you know, I don't remember what the, what the number was, but you know, they wanted to be able to make a certain number per wedding. And they were like, what's the difference between someone who charges this much and books versus charges this much in books? And I remember one of the people that answered it said like, like it's the difference in what you do is the difference in the level of problem that you solve, because it's like the people that our are willing to pay more, recognize that you're going to solve a different problem for them than someone that is wanting to pay less. If someone, if the only problem they want to solve is that they want pictures for their wedding, well, there's a bunch of people at a bunch of price points that will provide pictures for their wedding, you know? But if, if they're like, well, I want pictures for my wedding and I want them to have the certain feel. And I also know that if any problems arise, like, you know, Nathan and Zoe are going to be able to take care of it or so-and-so is going to be able to take care of it. I know that, that Nathan and Zoe ask me the right questions that make me feel more connected to my partner in the process of taking these photos. So now there's an emotional level to that and the what problem you're solving what you're doing is now changing is now growing as you add that more value and as you you learn and that's why you know it's like you should it does take a little bit of time because you're going to have to talk with people you're going to have to figure that out you have to learn what problems it is that you're solving for people and for every person that's a little bit different and your personality is going to be different than mine and Zoe's personality. And so you have to figure out like how, because it's not even exactly, not always what problem you're solving, but how you're solving it. Because someone may not like how Zoe and I choose to solve their problem. So they may want someone else who's going to choose to solve that problem a little bit differently. Yeah. It's, um, you know, going back to our conversation about, you know, why it's so hard to explain how to be human and be authentic because humans are not binary. You know, there's, you can't really quantify why someone will choose someone over another. Um, I mean, yes, there's some people who are better at sales process. Um, there's some people who, who the reason their book 
is because of the name they had behind them, but they built that name over all the people they met. Um, someone might book someone else because of uh, just the personalities. There's so many things as to why people will do anything. And it, within marketing, the, it is a matter of people will buy from who they know, like, and trust. Um, but that trust doesn't mean, oh, I know their name and I've seen their work. Trust means... Do I trust them to serve me the way that I want to be served? Exactly. So, so going back just a little bit, like into like your marketing agency into be human. So you said you work with like, you're working with a lot of like artisans, like people, because like, you know, this is the who cares podcast. And, and you were like, you said you worked with these people who wanted to love on people. So it was like, you're working in order to even want a human aspect to your marketing, you're going to have to be an entrepreneur who cares about people in the first place. And so like when, when you start working with a business, there is, you know, the web design and stuff that you have to work through. How do you, from, from that point in those more like mundane things that everyone has to do, such as web design, like how do you infuse the human like into that? So sometimes the problem isn't solved exactly online. Um, sometimes it's a matter of, uh, are you even in the right spot of where your people are going? Like there, there's one guy that I'm working with. Um, he sells appliances. He has an appliance store. Well, how the heck can that be uh, artisan? How can that be innovative? How can that be human? It's just appliances, right? Except for whenever you talk about him and the reason this guy got started, it was because he couldn't make a truck payment. So he bought a $270 wash dryer unit, flipped it and sold it for $1,700. And then it, because he did so well with that, um, other people offered to sell him things that he could then flip and turn. And then he just, and this was in 2020 that he did this. And then within two years, he made a business where he was doing 1.5 million. Um, because wow. of the way that he serves and his dream, his ultimate, his big dream is he wants to have his own school to teach people how to, uh, how to fix appliances. It's, I uh, can said that whenever it comes to tech schools, only 17% of them are appliance related. So it's the lowest served uh, industry and, and teaching. So he wants to open a score for that. Well, that's the story. That's the human, that's the artisan behind selling appliances. So you tell that story and you make it known that he's well known within the community for serving, for uh, helping people. And you know, he goes through his ups and downs. He has an incredible story, testimony of where he was at versus where he's now and how he's involved with this church and how he, um, supplied an entire, uh, uh, a baseball, a small little baseball, uh, a dining, you know, local with fencing and like boards and stuff like that. And he bought all this stuff. Um, so that's the story. That's the stuff that you present. And then you, you go in and you surf the other things that he needs. He needs photos on his website and he needs photos on, uh, his other stuff that way he can present not stock photos. That's a, if you have stock photos on your website for anyone, Get rid of those and like just go around, start off with your cell phone, take photos of that. Don't show people what they're not getting. Um, 
but while I can help solve like taking photos of his stuff and take care of the Facebook side that he doesn't have time to manage, at the same time, we're going to tell his story like crazy. That's how you insert some human element. Going back to website, um, you have to understand, again, it goes back to who you are, who you want to serve, and what, how is that you, you are solving the problem. There, there's these things like archetypes whenever you build a brand. You know, what, what is your stance on, on it? Are you the lover? Are you uh, someone who is going to um, fix all the problems? Are you the innovator? Well, be human. We're the creative rebel because uh, we're creative agency. We want to come in and solve the problems that uh, connect people, you know, from a creative stance. But we're the rebel because, you know, be human is my experiment. It's the giant middle finger to corporate marketing. Uh, and I call it an experiment because it's going against the, the talking about, oh, you got to read the data, you got to read the data. It's important. Yes, it does give you a roadmap, but data is not human. On, you know, For some other marketing agency or for some other company that really doesn't know you as a person, you're probably line 53 or probably line 1,823 and it's Nathan, here's your phone number, here's your email, and that's all they'll ever care about you. And then you're getting blasted with stupid emails that you don't care for and you're getting emails that you have a dog, but they're trying to sell you cat, uh, cat food. Um, like that's not, you know, it's, it's just bad. Um, you, you, you insert the human by knowing who you're trying to serve and then you speak to them. And, you know, I'm actually kind of a fan of the occasional typo on your website. It's a human who wrote it, not a robot. Um, so that, that's just some of the ways is you just have to know who you're serving and you have to speak to them. There, it goes back to you don't, how to be the the only way you can be human is just by not being perfect yeah i i really like that because it's like with that it's like you have to be willing if you if you want to be human and it's like you want to connect with people it's like you have to be willing to kind of just like give up some of that control you have to be willing to just kind of just allow yourself to just to just kind of be and and stuff and you know we've talked a lot about you know we've mentioned miles and ollie and alex and you know we are in a we're in like a i don't know what you want to call it a small group mentorship group whatever i don't know what you want to call it we're in this facebook chat where we all just talk all the time about like stuff that's going on and yesterday you know we were talking a little bit about like like values versus goals came up like in the group and how there's like a difference because like goals can be measured, but values just kind of like lead you. So your values should, should guide you to where you, where, like where you want to go. And your goal is just kind of something you hit along the way of finding your values. And what you're, I feel like what you're saying is that like in traditional marketing, it's like, it's all about goals. It's all about what numbers can we hit? What, what's our, how low can we get our bounce rate and how many monthly visitors can we have click onto this website? Whereas marketing like a human, it's like, what values can I portray on this to lead me to a better bounce rate? Can I serve people better? And so that that number comes down and it's like, 
looking at it from a human first perspective rather than a numbers first perspective. And you can do that no matter how small your business is, because it's like, you may not have all the data available to you that a big business does, but you can still treat people that way from the very beginning. We've also been reading um, Atomic Habits. We've actually been cycling through like different, is it Atomic Habits? That's a good one. Yeah. And so it's like also interesting because it's like, well, how can I do something small? How can I start building these habits of really connecting with people, really just serving people the best I can and like not focusing on that end goal? Because that's that's really what, you know, he's talking about in the book, too. It's like. Once you kind of build these habits and you've been working on this and in, in this situation being human um it the difference will will be insane once you get there yeah that it's that thing he mentions in the book the one percent or if i can just make this one percent better every day then over time that's a lot you know it doesn't have to be perfect from the very beginning i just have to choose to kind of show up and be there for people yeah and it's uh I mean, we talked about it earlier. We looked at our first bonus from weddings and it's, and we look at them and we're like, oh gosh, I am so sorry to my first clients that this is what I delivered to you, <laughs> like but it's where you were at. Uh, yeah. It's where you were at. And then you look at what the two of you do now and it's beautiful work. I mean, you have such... Um, if I had to describe your photos, y'all make very peaceful photos. And that's like kind that. of a big thing that, that people want in their marriage is peace. Um, and it's probably something that y'all display in it. Like, it's, I'm not, I don't want to say lightened because it's like, that's, that's trying to bring things down into, oh, this is a look versus a feel. Y'all feel yes. peaceful. Uh, and I love that about it. And then it's, it's so great. Cause as I'm speaking to you and then there's that little bit of chaos, in, but here you are, you're not saying, go, go, go get out of here. You're like, all right, cool. All right. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. All right. We're in the call. You're demonstrating peace. You're, you demonstrate peace. Uh, so whenever people see that, that's what they're going to feel. I don't feel like. I don't feel like we feel that way, right? No. I, yeah. I like hearing you say that because yeah. I'm like, well, that's what I would like want. And it's it's funny to hear you say that because I feel like like the topic of like not being stressed out and kind of finding that peace in your wedding day. And and another thing we talk a, a lot about, like with, with our clients in particular is, is with Instagram and Pinterest and the advent of it, like trying to make your wedding absolutely perfect is this huge thing. Like almost taking the human element like out of weddings has even become a thing yeah. because it's all about like how good is this going to look on fake Instagram after I'm done with this and it's like mm -hmm. that's not what we want your wedding to be like we want it to be a celebration of this journey that you've come together and it's like there are going to be things that come up you cannot tell me that you're going to try to get 300 people into the same room and have this big party and that things aren't going to come up along the way it's it's not possible so like maybe it 
like maybe it does rain on your wedding day. Why do we need to freak out about that? Like, why can't that be part of what made our wedding special? Why can't that just be one of the most memorable things is when Nathan and Zoe forced us to go outside and run around in the rain to take pictures, you know, like why does it have to be perfect? And it shouldn't have to be perfect. That human and natural element still exists in that too. Yeah. There's, you know, you bring a lot of peace to the inevitable. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you. New, new tagline, guys. We we did it. Um, but yeah. So, well, awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. I've had a really great time just talking. Thank you for being know, so I'm... kind and patient with all of our <laughs> happenings. Seriously, y'all are already my people. Thanks for listening to the Who Cares podcast. If you liked this episode, please hit the subscribe button. If you want to follow along for more of our shenanigans, check us out on Instagram at Nathan and Zoe. Or if you'd like more info on us, you can find our website at NathanandZoe.com. See you next week.